go fishing, you can still look cute, but you can also go out there and show them out too. When I'm out there, I'm pink, flower shirts and all that. And the guys are like, they look at me when I come out, they're like, oh, she's so cute. And then here I go, pow, <laughs> got one. In that pink and that glitter, baby. <laughs> Maisha Haynes is one of the most cheerful, exuberant fisherwomen you'll ever meet. If you see her on the water, the first thing you might notice is that her style and her gear are totally one of a kind. She has these long, glittery nails that she uses to remove fish from the hook, and she wears stylish clothes that don't look like typical fishing outfits. Maisha is a catch-and-release fisherwoman, meaning she puts the fish back in the water after catching them. And she has a pretty good track record, especially when it comes to bass fishing. With thousands of followers on Instagram, Maisha has made it her mission to show the world that anyone can fish and get outside. I'm Shelby Stanger, and this is Wild Ideas Worth Living, an REI Co-op Studios production. Maisha Haynes grew up in Oakland, California, Every once in a while, her family would hang out and fish at a local lake or river with the hopes of catching dinner. While the adults were relaxing, chatting, and leisurely waiting for a nibble on their line, Maisha had energy to burn. She would watch the fish, see how they reacted to the bait, and move her pole to try to get their attention. To everyone's surprise, Maisha, who was five or six years old at the time, started catching a lot of fish. In fact, she caught six bluegills on her first day. From then on, Maisha was hooked. Maisha Haynes, welcome to Wild Ideas Worth Living. Hey, girl. <laughs> you have so much energy. I mean, your, your Insta handle alone, Glitter and Gills. Yes. That is so fun. So you're like five years old when you caught your first fish. Yeah. And that had such a profound effect on you. Now... Now you're still fishing. So, oh, I can't stop. I, I mean, not to use a total fish pun, but like what got you hooked? Like what about fishing lured you in? I'm sorry, audience. I know these puns are probably that killing you, but one, like <laughs> it's, I didn't even mean to do that. It's just like, what, what got you? I don't even know how to say anything That's without it. saying hooked, it, without using to, fishing analogies. What got you hooked? <laughs> I mean, fishing is such a great metaphor for life. And there's so many words. So yeah. for you, what about it grabbed you? Um, it was just being in nature, just, I mean, that just being out there for me was always great as a kid, you know what I'm saying? But to actually be able to draw these fish, those type of things for me were just like, you're connecting with something that has been created, but it's, it's not human. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's not on earth. It's not on land. It's something for me about the unknown of connecting with water and this, this little creature is in the water. I don't know. Something about it as a child was really amazing to me. It was almost like you were pulling out like little like surprise, like little treasures or something, you know, because it wasn't always the same type of fish. They're blue. You know, they had tones of like pink, you know, or super shiny silver, you know, big ones, small ones. So for me, it was always like I was just grabbing out a new treasure, you know, and I wasn't scared to hold them or anything. Even to this day, I love holding the fish. I love doing the catch and release, you know, and I just, that's so amazing to me every time. Okay. So you just made me think of something really interesting. I mean, it is, you know, in so much of our world today, we can see what we're going to get. We can yeah. Google it. We can use a map to find out what the place we're going to go to looks like. Exactly. 
And when you fish, there is this element of mystery and surprise. Yes, that's the exciting part about it because you just never know. Even if you know you're going bass fishing and you're putting on your bass jigs, you know, or your bass bait, whatever it is that you use, you still don't know if you're going to catch one. And if you do, you don't know if it's going to be that big one or if it's going to be the small one, you know. So that is always the intriguing part for me. You know, you're trying to lure him in, you know, you're trying to get him to want to, you know, bite your bait. It's just like, you know, you never know what you're going to catch. That's a good like metaphor for life again. Like you never know what you're going to catch in life. So logistics, do you mostly fish in lakes? So I mostly I fish the California Delta. It's really amazing. Um, if you look at it on the map, it looks like spaghetti. So it's really cool. It's miles and miles of just like water. It's a really, really large water system. Um, and for me, I mainly bass fish when I fish the California Delta. But when I do, um, most of the time I'm catch and releasing, especially for bass. I always catch and release my bass. What's that mean? Catch and release. Some people like to call it CPR. So it's catch photo release. <laughs> and so <laughs> what um, what it is, is that once you catch your fish, you know, you want to get your pictures, you want to, you know, go ahead and, and admire them really quick and everything. But we actually release them back to the water and um, let them go back into like the fresh water system that they are in. And it's really awesome to just watch them swim away. You know, sometimes they'll sit there for a minute and kind of like just hang out with you. <laughs> you know, you're like, look, you're, you're free to go, you know, and they just stay there sometime and they'll, you know, just wade in the water and then they'll take off. Sometimes they splash, water hits you in the face. Once they slap that tail, it's so weird. It's so cool to kind of like just feel them just like slide, like right out of your hands. So gentle, you know, and it's, for me, is also just another part of experiencing nature that a lot of people will never experience because you think about it, these fish are, they live in the ocean. They're doing their own thing. Yeah, minding their own business until they meet, you know, me. But I mean, you think about that, who's petting a fish, you know? Who gets to spend a little time with a fish really quick? These days, Maisha fishes three or four times a week. She works from home and takes any opportunity that she can to get out onto the water, even if it's just for an hour or two. Over the years, Maisha has become more knowledgeable about the species in her local waterways. Through trial and error, she's learned about the types of bait that attract different fish, and in her spare time, she studies maps looking for new water sources. But even with all of this knowledge and commitment to the sport, Maisha doesn't participate in fishing competitions. Instead of collecting trophies, she's picked up some good stories along the way, like the time she caught the biggest bass of her life. Do you have any really fun fishing stories that you just love to tell people? Like a time that just blew you away? Yeah, let's see. Okay, well, it was the year before last. Um, we were out night fishing. I caught my PB. So a PB is your personal best. And so, it's, and I was bass fishing for largemouth bass. And oh my God, maybe at 1201, like I just feel my, my bait, my line is like pulling like crazy. And my husband, he's like, what what is it? I'm like, it's a fish. Oh my God, it's pulling so hard. But of course, we're in the dark. We have like our little headlamps on. And so I'm I'm it's fighting me. And all I can feel it doing is just my husband's like, You sure you're not stuck? You sure you're not like hooked on the log? I'm like, dude, I'm like, get the net. <laughs> and it's just like, oh my gosh, girl, I just knew that I've never felt a tug that hard or that strong from any fish that I've ever caught. So I knew. It was a big boy. So I'm just like, is this a carp or something? A catfish? 
Oh my God. So my adrenaline was going. I'm like, I gotta see, I gotta see. So when I finally got close, I was like, I just need to just try to pull the line up. If it falls off, it falls off, but I gotta see. And when I pull it up, oh my God, it was the biggest fish head I ever seen. And so at that point I was so locked in. I was just like, oh my God. And you can hear it like on the, I have a video on, on my channel and I'm just like, oh my God, God, please let me keep this fish. Oh Lord, please let me. I'm like praying as I'm pulling them up. Cause I'm just like, don't fall off the biggest bass I've ever saw in my life. She was nine, almost nine pounds. That is trophy bass size for a bass fishing world. Looks like you're holding a freaking kid. The mouth Oh my God, the size of a bucket. <laughs> and that's what they call them, bucket mouths. That was the best, best night ever. So exciting. Um, we released her, got our pictures in, released her back because of course, I feel like fish go through a lot <laughs> to make it to get that big. She's been around for a long time. I mean, she's dodged other fish eating her. She's dodged being caught and eating. You know, it's a lot that she has made it through. She's a big thing in that lake. You know what I'm saying? She's she, she's kicking out these kids, you know? So let's let her get out and do her thing. I was so emotional, so excited because it's just like, that's why we're out there, you know? And to just catch a trophy bass, that was amazing. That is such a cool story. You have a really interesting relationship with fishing. It's really cool. <laughs> they call me the fish whisperer sometimes. <laughs> it sounds like you need to be confident and you also it helps that you have so much fun. Yeah, I, that, I think that's the main part is that I'm just enjoying it. You know, I drive people crazy because... I'm releasing these fish all the time. When I'm out in public, oh my God, that drives people crazy a lot of times too. Like if there's someone near us and they're, they've been, I've, I, this happens all the time. Someone can be sitting there and they're just like, you know, waiting and they're not catching. And so of course I'm, I'm catching them, but then I'm throwing them back. But a lot of times, you know, if they say, Hey, you know, if they ask for it, I'll give it to them. You know, I'm like, you know, sure. Yeah, you can have it, you know, but, um, yeah, it, it definitely irritates people to see me doing that. But I mean, that's my thing. <laughs> you know, I'm happy to. <laughs> I think you just said something really important. You're happy. Fishing makes you really happy. Um, what has it brought to the rest of your life? Well, it's just, it's peace for me. You know, it's just being out there and just, you know, you have your everyday lives of being a mom, working, whatever it may be that you're doing that distracts you from your peace sometime, you know, fishing does that for me. I can get out there and it's just like, when I'm out there, I don't worry about anything. You're not worrying about your phone. You're not worrying about what bill is due, what time you got to check, you know, none of that. It's just when I'm out there, it's for me, the main part is just getting away. You know, we can't always go on vacation all the time, but the water for me every time is therapeutic. A lot of times we hike into a lot of places and just to hike and just get get to different locations to explore and find these. We go like on Google Maps and we just look for like water that's like just sitting in the middle of nowhere, you know? And that's why a lot of people, they say, where'd you catch that fish? But it's like, we put in the work, you know, we get our backpacks and like we hike into these places and find like just a pond that's just there or just water. And just that alone for me is just so therapeutic. And I feel like we all need that. Yeah. So there's, I get the, the lure of fishing when you're actually catching the fish. But there's this part of fishing that's a lot of waiting. Yeah. Well, that's the part. So see, for me, that's why I, I, um, I'm more um, attracted to bass fishing. Because if you're, if you're fishing for like, you know, maybe trout or 
a catfish, maybe. I think they do wait a long time because I grew up with my parents throwing their line out and then they just sit back and kick back and they just waiting for that bell to ring or something like that. And that could take hours, you know, but you do have to know like the areas of what you're throwing. You kind of got to know what the fish like, where they like to hide. It's things like that. And that's the part that excites me as well is the hunt. You're tracking down their behaviors and where they like to be. Like they're never out there just like sitting and eating sandwiches, you know, and just waiting <laughs> for it to happen. I'm always moving, you know, we're, we're casting, walking, casting, walking. We have our backpacks on and then we just go and just hike the whole way. And it's like, if there's a lake, we're making it around at least halfway. Yeah. I, I didn't even think about the way you, the way you fish is unlike a lot of the way I imagine fishing. Yeah. Most people that is they, and when I tell people about fishing, that's usually the thing. They're like, oh, it's going to be boring or, oh, I'd never catch anything. But bass fishing, for me, I'm always catching something, you know, and when I don't catch, it's still a good day for me because I'm enjoying the outdoors. Many people think of fishing as being a pretty static activity. You pick a spot, you cast your line, and you sit in your folding chair, waiting. But when Maisha fishes, she's researching locations, moving constantly, and enjoying time in the wild, even if she doesn't get any bites. When we come back, Maisha talks about her colorful Instagram profile, glitter and gills, her thoughts on fashionable fishing, and her passion for getting kids outside. Maisha Haynes might be one of the only fisherwomen to wear long, bedazzled nails when she's out by the water. She spends her free time exploring the California Delta in a big silver Jeep with hot pink rims. Whether she's driving or hiking, Maisha is always on the lookout for the best spots to catch bass. She makes videos and tutorials about her adventures and shares them on her Instagram page, Glitter and Gills. You've got this Instagram handle, Glitter and Gills, which is so good. And you kiss the fish on your Instagram. You kind of explain how to fish. You give some tutorials. But what's really interesting is also your outfits are really fun. And when I think about fishing outfits, they're like not the most exciting. Right. <laughs> so let's just talk two seconds about the fashion. Right. Well, it's... For me, it's a must. And it's like, and I think that's that's also a way to kind of get the girls want to go out there. But it's like, it's still, it's who I am, you know? And I th that confuses a lot of people, you know, because they're like, you're out here and you're, you're pink decked all out. You know, you have your little bling <laughs> going on. But I mean, that's who I am. And, you know, I feel like a lot of people don't find that other side of them because they don't explore out. So we all kind of walk one way, you know? So it's like in my world, I probably should just be the girly girl, pinkies up. And yes, my pinky, it does go up when I sip my cups, but I also, I can get down and dirty and I can have fun. And, you know, I'm always out there cute. You know, I'm going to put my gloss on, you know, and I'm going to get my good sunscreen. So I have my nice glow and <laughs> my outfits. I'm always looking for new outfits. My nails, I'm known. And that's another thing that attracts a lot of people is because I'm known for my nails. And they're always like, how are you fishing 
with those nails, but these are almost like, you know, another tool. I don't know. I feel weird when I don't wear them, but I'm always going and getting like my glitter nails and very cool picks when you have, you know, holding a spitch with your nails. Um, my, you know, I love having my hair done, my cute outfits. And I, I get a lot of women that are always inspired by that. You know, they're messaging me and they're like, oh my God, I loved your outfit. Where'd you get that? Or, oh, I, I need to put an outfit together like that. Or I didn't know I could wear that out. And I'm like, you can wear whatever you want. I think what's really interesting is like the fashion has helped attract probably a lot of other women to go fishing. I mean, yeah. it, it can be intimidating to see these like camo, like drab outfits that, right. you know, they're for a reason. Yeah. Nails all dirty and stuff, you yeah, know? <laughs> but I know from surfing, you know, when I started surfing, there was only men's board shorts. And when I had friends who wore like leopard print, like pink, cool yes. outfit surfing, it made me want to surf. I don't know why. I don't even really like fashion that much, but it just seemed <laughs> fun. But yeah, and you don't have to choose. You know, I feel like a lot of times within sports and with outdoorsing and things like that, which are usually male dominated, it's like you have to choose. We've been told this is a guy sport or something like that. Then you got to look like one, you know, you got to try, you got to keep up. And so for me, no, I'm coming with my super hot pink girl. I have my, I have a Jeep. That's a beast. She's silver. And then she has neon hot pink all over. Like she has... <laughs> She has the neon pink grill. My rims are pink and black. And on the back, I have a big old sticker that says, we are not the same. It's like, and she's lifted up. I go, I do donuts in the mud and all this stuff. You can go fishing. You can still look cute, but you can also go out there and show them out too. And when I'm out there, I'm pink, flower shirts and all that. And I'm ripping fish like this. <laughs> And the guys are like, they look at me when I come out. They're like, oh, she's so cute. Oh, you need, hey, you know what you should do? You should try this. You should try that. And I'm like, oh, how long you guys been out here? And they're like, oh, it just, it's, it's kind of slow. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I love to hear that. <laughs> and then here I go, pow, <laughs> got one in that pink and that glitter, baby. <laughs> so I just feel like, you know, women should be able to dress how they want. And I mean, I'm going to. So you're showing up, you're glowing up, but you're also sharing that with other people. So yes. let's talk about how you're sharing the joy of fishing with others. Um, well, of course, on like my social medias, I'm able to take pictures every time I'm out. So I love posting and just sharing like my videos and like I'm always smiling. I can't help it. <laughs> you know, I'm always smiling, but I'm having a good time. And I love being able to share those moments with people. So every time I get a chance, you know, I'm like, hey, you know, let's go fishing. You know, I don't have a lot of friends that want to fish. You know, they're just not into it. And that's fine, you know. But one thing attracted me to like my Instagram page and things like that. It was like, I felt like I found my tribe. You know, I always say that because I I had no idea that there were so many people that were into fishing like that. You kind of just think that it's something that, you kind of like to do and you may see a couple of people here and there, but I was just like, oh, my God. And then a lot of women as well that I came across. By showing how much fun she has when she's fishing, Maisha hopes to encourage more women to get outside. Another part of Maisha's mission runs all the way back to her childhood. She was introduced to the outdoors by family, but she really fell in love with nature at summer camp. Out of gratitude for that experience, 
Maisha wants to expose others, especially kids, to the activities that captured her imagination at camp, fishing, hiking, and kayaking. For me, growing up in Oakland, my mom, you know, she's a single mom. And so we had our hard times growing up. I stayed in the, in the areas you call the hood, you know. And so there was no lakes. There was no ponds or things like that. So when we went fishing, it was a big deal. You know, you might get the whole family together and we drive for maybe an hour, two hours to get to some water. But my main thing for me, I, I had no idea that there was a thing of kayaking, you know, or that there was this thing of bass fishing or jigging artificial baits, or you can go to this lake or you can go to a pond. You know, I didn't see that. You know, I didn't see all this fancy equipment because we couldn't afford that type of thing. And then I never saw anyone that looked like me fishing, you know, or that was kayaking or surfing, any of those type of things. So that's a part of me wanting to diversify for younger kids because when you don't know, you don't go. It's the whole thing for the kids when I was growing up. I was the only child that wanted to do these type of things. But when I went to camp, maybe like about 12 years old, 11 or 12 years old, um, it was an opportunity for low-income kids to be able to go away to camp. Camp Mendocino was what it was called. My mom, you know, she was able to um, get us there. And it was kids that came from, like, all over San Francisco, Richmond, Oakland. and But it was all the areas of kids that were low-income. And so, um, you know, we, we get on this big old bus. They drop us off. All of that for us was exciting. For me, was so exciting because I'm just like... It's, this is a journey. But um, for me, I mean, I even get emotional sometimes just thinking about it because it was the greatest experience of my life. Because for a kid like me that loves fishing, loves the outdoors, I never knew that there was places that had beautiful lakes, like trees that, you know, it, it felt like as a child, I was looking up for miles, you know, and I'm, I never saw anything like that. I never saw a cabin. I never knew about a a campfire, you know what I'm saying? And that was just because we didn't have. And so to, to be able to see these things, to see raccoons, you know, what the heck, what kind of cat is that? You know what I'm saying? It was like, we didn't see that type of stuff, <laughs> you know? And it was like, it was the greatest experience just to, to be able to be there. And I like, oh my God, they, I heard them on the loudspeaker when we had like a we had like a night like when all the kids were kind of like hanging out and they were like tomorrow is the fishing tournament whatever I was like a what <laughs> and they were like fishing tournament all you boys come down I'm like what and I went and talked to one of the, like the camp guy and I'm like like you can go fishing here like you can she's like yeah and I'm like but they said the boys like and she was like you can go and sign up and I was like so I can just go fit because I'm like I did not I'm like is this for real. Girl, I went and rocked that little contest. <laughs> and I was the only girl. <laughs> like, and you won. Yes. And that was of course the you did. most exciting thing ever. I mean, if just everything to me was just like, wow. And like, once I knew that you could do that, the girls that like I had met, you know, we were all like, yeah, we're going to hang out and we're going to do this. Girl, they were looking for me all the time because I was over <laughs> at the little small lake fishing <laughs> all the time. And so it was like, for me, I never, I never was exposed to these kind of things. And so for why camp is so important to me, because I know for my thing, it was always for my mom. It was just the financial, you can't do it. And I'm sure that's why we were never exposed because go where, I mean, I, I do stuff to this day. My mom, she's like, girl, what are you doing? 
And she's like, be careful. You know? I'm like, it's fine. Don't flip over in that kayak. Why are you standing up in that boat? <laughs> What are the lessons that you've learned from fishing that you've really applied to the rest of your life? You know, you've talked about release, joy, patience. Definitely patience. Number one is is patience because you do have to wait. It's not always going to be um, a big fishing day. You know, you're not going to always catch, but just being able to enjoy life and that's why I try to teach like my daughter as well like when we're out there it's like you know you because she doesn't want to go all the time I'm like no, look come on let's go and get out here because you need to get away from your social medias and you know all this stuff for a while you know because you need to be able to to relax <laughs> you know relax your mind for me it's so peaceful sometimes to just be quiet and just you know you don't have your phone with you except for to take pictures exactly yeah <laughs> but to be able to be out there and just enjoy just the sound of everything and I feel like I noticed that I'm actually living <laughs> you know what I'm saying and I'm not just I feel like when we're working and we're doing our shuffle we're existing mm. but when you get out into nature or when you do whatever it is that you love you know like you surf you know what I'm saying I'm sure you feel so alive when you do that. And so when I'm fishing, I feel like I'm living. You hear everything, you know, you feel everything. Your senses are at an all time high. And for me, the joy is just like out the roof. And so I feel like for me, that's living. I love that. You just brought so many things to my mind. Any advice to people who want to get into fishing? Just start small and just go pack your little sandwich, you know, and just get out there and go in the mind of having a good time. You know, while you're packing your baits and packing all this cool stuff, pack your smile and go, you know. I love that. Pack your smile and go. Yeah, you always got to pack your smile. Maisha Haynes, thank you so much for coming on Wild Ideas Worth Living. It was such a joy to talk with you. Thank you for being you. It's so fun to see how many people you inspire by staying true to yourself. If you want to learn more about Maisha and follow along with her latest fishing and outdoor adventures, check out her Instagram page, at Glitter and Gills. That's spelled exactly how it sounds. Glitter and Gills, G-L-I-T-T-E-R-A-N-D-G-I-L-L-S. If you watch her videos, you'll hear her sign off. Thanks for having me and catch you smiles and I'll catch you guys later. Wild Ideas Worth Living is part of the REI Podcast Network. It's hosted by me, Shelby Stanger, written and edited by Annie Fassler, Sylvia Thomas, and Sam Pierce-Nitzberg of Puddle Creative. And our senior producer is Jenny Barber. Our executive producers are Paolo Motola and Joe Crosby. As always, we appreciate when you follow the show, rate it, and review it wherever you listen. And remember, some of the best adventures happen when you follow your wildest ideas.